0: Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Ashley Washman, Executive Director of Historic Tyler. Good morning, Ashley, as always. And it's been uh, two or three times now, maybe I've lost track, but as always, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me back you bet don't forget in focus is available online just go to ktbb.com slash in focus and in focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs ashley you're pretty familiar uh, with our show you've been on here representing the junior league in years past talking about mistletoe and magic and um, this is probably your second or third visit here on behalf of historic tyler so you know the drill and it's always great to be able to get caught up with uh, what you're doing and there's one particular project that we're going to kind of Focus on today. All the while covering the waterfront, and that is the Mayfair Building. That's what's causing a lot of excitement right now. So everybody, make a mental note, and we'll get to that along with a lot of other things that Historic Tyler does. Let's get started uh, the okay. usual way. Mission, history, purpose of Historic Tyler.
1: Okay, so Historic Tyler is a local nonprofit. We were founded in 1977. In our mission is the preservation of our town's historic sites, buildings, and structures. Um, We accomplish that through advocacy, education, and actual funding of preservation projects.
0: Uh, it started in 1977. And I know as we were talking before we went to air this morning, you talked about how important it was, how important it is to note that you've been in business now for 45 years and that the yes. founders of Historic Tyler had a lot of vision for what was to come.
1: I think so. I mean, if you think back to 1977, the houses and structures that we just take for granted that are historic back in that, at that time, they wouldn't have seemed that historic. They would have just would have seemed like an old building. But the founders of Historic Tyler saw the value and the benefit of preserving these buildings. And I feel like it takes great insight to see um, how that would have shaped our community. I feel like without the preservation of these structures or buildings, our town would have been sterilized. Uh-huh. Just to put it concisely.
0: Yeah, right. And about 11 years before your founding in 1976, then President Lyndon Johnson signed the National Historic Preservation Act for a lot of reasons that are similar to the ones Correct. that you had for founding uh, Historic Tyler. And that was just kind of a jump start for really a national movement that uh, a few years later found its way to Tyler.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Now, the role that you play yeah. in the community, um, people have different takes on the importance of historic structures and uh, historic preservation and things like that. But um, you've been around, your agency has been around for 45 years, and I think you're as good a spokesperson as any for telling folks why you and your colleagues feel historic preservation is so important in ways that people may or may not even realize.
1: So I I have taken a couple of years just to try to, I feel like it's such a broad um, subject and try to boil it down to an elevator, you know, speech, if you will. Uh-huh. But I feel like without the preservation, our town would look completely different. Um, I can't imagine our town without the Azalea District, without our downtown historic buildings. I feel like the culture and the charm that we love about Tyler is synonymous with historic preservation.
0: Uh huh. And um, your mission encompasses advocacy, education, Mm -hmm. and funding preservation projects. And now we get to the meat of really what you're all about. I think we're really into your mission and vision right Mm -hmm. now. Tell us a little bit about how each of those works and how it helps you do what you do.
1: Well, so the funding of the projects, that is the fun part to me. And we never know what's going to roll across my desk. It's different every year. We have people that... um, contact us with needs that they've seen in the community. Um but as far as advocacy and education, that's just an ongoing initiatives that our organization does just day in and day out. I speak at different events, we have a welcome packet that we are compiling to send to um, new homeowners moving into historic areas, trying to articulate the importance of um preserve, you know, preserving these areas and circumvent like inappropriate alterations to these buildings hmm. um kind of trying to define what drew them to that area in the first place so we are you know in and around the community just trying to i guess educate and make You know our citizens aware of the importance of preservation but the actual funding of the preservation projects is where the rubber meets the road and where Uh we make you know an impact in the community
0: and we're going to get to that a little bit later in the show as we talk today to ashley washman executive director of historic tyler i'm john sims this is in focus and i'm pretty sure we've talked about this in the past uh there is a little something known as quality of life yeah. And I if if there's one uh, area where you, probably make a difference that people can relate to without maybe having to think about it that much. I would Mm -hmm. say that's probably it. But when you look at it, look at it in terms of making Tyler attractive Mm -hmm. for people to move here, to visit here, to spend their tourism dollars, and for even businesses to relocate here, you get into areas like economic development. So historic preservation, I think we can agree, uh, gets into a lot of areas that may not immediately come to mind.
1: Agreed. And, you know, one thing about preservation that it's so obvious but you might not have thought about it is you can't replicate these buildings right like once they're gone they're gone Mm -hmm. and with that is the tie to the past and a tie to what made your community what it is today Mm -hmm.
0: one of the things you're working on is a welcome packet for homeowners moving there you go moving into historic areas let's talk about that for a minute
1: so We Our goal with the welcome packet is to make the information and the resources for historic preservation or what, you know, is um, suggested treatment of these historic properties readily available instead of homeowners moving into these homes and then trying to figure out the best way to go about renovating them or, you know, preserving the area we want to make that readily available to them like we're going to the homeowners as opposed to them having to wade through the different organizations and the information out there
0: mm-hmm. um we we move now into projects yes. and uh, past projects and let's go ahead and uh, get right now to something that we kind of teased a little bit earlier in the show <laughs> your big current project this <laughs> is uh, i guess your blockbuster if you will there's been a lot of media coverage thanks yes. and small part to us and the other media <laughs> as well but the mayfair building on the east texas state fairgrounds yes. i moved to tyler in 1989 and i can remember covering events there there used to be a lot of activity in that building and yes. even before i knew there was a tyler texas the mayfair building was always uh, already making its mark but um, things happened, kind of fell into disrepair over the years yes. now no more. The Mayfair building is coming back to life and you just kind of go ahead and take it from there.
1: Okay. So I've just a brief history of um historic Tyler's um partnership with the Mayfair. In 2016, we helped fund and form a 501 C three nonprofit called Friends of the Mayfair. Mm-hmm. And their mission obviously was to save the Mayfair. And so they worked for years and you know, we held fundraisers in the Mayfair highlighting um the facility and all of the nationally known you know icons that have played or performed there so then in 2019 the city of Tyler pardon me um announced with the renovation or the new convention center that they were going to include the Mayfair in that renovation. right and so you know fast forward to a couple gosh was it a month ago
0: yeah just about it seems like (laughs) yeah time really flies (laughs) sure does
1: um the city council voted to approve the actual funding they um the construction company got hard numbers on what it would cost to restore the mayfair and the city council voted it i think it was um five to one in favor of renovating the Mayfair. And so that was a huge win for historic preservation for several reasons. And one of the ones I would love to highlight is for a building to be considered historic, there's three criteria. It has to be 50 years or older. It has to retain physical characteristics from the time period of significance, like when it was built. And then it also has to prove um, importance, like be tied to a significant you know, event in history or a place or a person. And so the Mayfair transcends local and state significance because so many historic national icons played there in this small East Texas town, which is really important.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Let's name a few.
1: Okay, there's a lot. Um, Elvis Presley played there three times. Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, the Big Bopper, Jerry Lee Lewis, Um, I could keep going, David Allen Coe. Um, sent. The Gatlin brothers. I mean, I have a whole list right here in front of me. It's a paragraph long. Of people that who are gives folks here. a
0: pretty good idea. I mean, the first three you mentioned Elvis, Johnny, and Dolly, if you had just mentioned those right. three, that would be historic enough in its own right. Uh, oh. Let me pause for just a second okay. here to let everybody know you're listening to In Focus. I'm John Sims. Ashley Washman with Historic Tyler is our guest this morning. And did I forget to tell people how to learn more about you online? The website, real easy to remember, historictyler.org. Historictyler.org, and your phone number is 903-595-1960. Actually, you have an office on Charnwood Street in the Charnwood District, we one do. of the historic districts that you and your group were responsible for mm-hmm. uh, bringing to life. So, in case you want to get in touch, that's how to do it and uh the mantra of the day, follow you on social media, <laughs> you can certainly do that as well. But let's keep going. Okay. We were just kind of warming up on the Mayfair building.
1: We were. Um you know, so if you go and drive by the Mayfair building right now, it it's obvious that it's it's not in disrepair. It just needs a lot of work. Uh-huh. But at one time, there was a breezeway that extended to the street and a red carpet that mm-hmm. welcomed these big name performers. And when you step inside the Mayfair, there is just iconic Art Deco, um, I guess, architectural features that are important. There are Hardwood pecan floors that I just learned actually at the city council meeting mm. were came from a pecan grove in North Tyler, which I think is wow. so wonderful. Homegrown. Uh, right. And that's, you know, you can't be replaced, but I did some research in preparing for the city council meeting, and there is a whole, I guess, um, segment of the population that tour Historic dance halls and think like Green mm. Hall, Sons of Harmon. There's a nonprofit geared towards the heritage tourism for dance halls, right? And so I think that not only preserving this piece of our history is important, but there's a just a the possibilities are endless when this building is restored for tourism and just the juxtaposition with his you know historic piece of Tyler's history right across the street from the brand new beautiful convention center
0: and that's real important just the mm-hmm. way that whole area with the uh, yeah. new convention center is the centerpiece is getting revitalized right. and i know the mayfair building has been part of that conversation for several years now so it's uh, interesting and to me personally and i know to you and your colleagues right. exciting to see things it that is. are beginning to happen so uh, oh, can you tell us a little bit about what the mayfair building is going to look like beyond what you've already described maybe a little bit about what the time frame is for getting it up to speed
1: well that is actually all with this city, but they announced at the city council meeting uh-huh. that they wanted to start construction after the East Texas State Fair ends. Uh-huh. And then I believe that they um, they think that it'll take 10 months, which okay. is really exciting. So within a year, we could see the restored Mayfair building
0: okay that would be really great and uh what are we looking at Uh, 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 is Dolly coming back I mean she's still around (laughs) wouldn't that be amazing I guess just about anything and everything might happen in that facility you could have uh, conferences you could have uh uh, large workshops and gatherings of different kinds concerts
1: when just really valid point that was made is that, you know, Tyler, as a community, we have small event centers, and then we'll have this beautiful convention center, but the Mayfair will fill a void for a medium-sized facility. Uh-huh. And they were, you know, saying like even weddings, or like you said, conventions, or it just yeah. can serve many purposes. Um, and one thing you were talking about what it's going to look like when it's done, I don't know the specifics, but I do know that Historic Tyler funded... Mark Thacker, he's a preservation architect, and he did a very extensive um, rendering and report on the Mayfair building, and he Mm -hmm. even chipped or found paint that had chipped off and color matched the original paint to colors that are available today. Um, I have that at the office. If you're at all interested, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's really um, impressive. And I know this city has that report and is referring back to it with their renovation plans.
0: Yes, obviously a lot of care and attention being given to this by different parties. The city exactly. of Tyler, Historic Tyler, other interested local um, people and agencies that are Correct. just kind of kind of teaming up to really get this thing going. Talking to Ashley Washman, Executive Director of Historic Tyler. I'm John Sims. This is in Focus. HistoricTyler.org and the the Associated Social Media are right there at uh, your fingertips if you want to go that route. Uh, you're on Charnwood Street, just off Broadway to the east. Yeah. People want to drop by during business hours, I presume, and then 903 595 if you want to make a phone call. Okay, we may want to come back to the Mayfair building okay. for a, bit, a little bit later in the show, but there is so much that historic Tyler has done. I mean, you ba- probably basically hit the ground running 45 years ago, and one of the first things that um uh comes to mind and really still after all these years one of your uh keynote projects is what was the 1880 jail now the law office of your good buddy and mine lawyer randy gilbert and uh historic tyler had so much to do with getting that thing uh back up to speed and uh to where uh, randy can do his legal work <laughs> now with uh, a, a lot fewer impediments than he could have before
1: well First, I have to say that Randy is a true preservationist, and he has um, just been integral in many organizations, including Historic Tyler. Uh But Historic Tyler actually purchased the 1880 jail. It was in disrepair, and it was slated to be demolished. And so our organization purchased it to keep it from being demolished. And we didn't have the funds to actually do the work to the building, but a few years after we purchased it, Randy Gilbert bought the building from us, and he's the one who restored the building. Ah. And so he's really to be credited for the um, preservation of that building, although historic Tyler you know got the project going. Yeah
0: just as a side note probably more than a side note Heart of Tyler Main Street also very much a part of that picture mm-hmm. because that's downtown it's right next to the railroad tracks on mm-hmm. Irwin Street and very much a part of the uh, right. activities and I know you uh, work closely with Heart of Tyler Main we Street. We
1: do and actually Heart of Tyler started out as a historic Tyler committee uh huh, and then they were formed into their own nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so we work really closely with Heart of Tyler. Yeah.
0: You know, I don't think I ever knew that. It makes sense. But Mm -hmm. uh, Heart of Tyler was formed actually a couple of years before I moved to town. And then Main Street came in a few months after I moved here. So, uh, after uh, 33 years in Tyler thank you for filling me in (laughs) on that bit of history uh staying downtown the Carnegie Library and uh, that's a story unto itself anybody who wants to do some research into the Carnegie Library Mm -hmm. will find some very interesting facts but tell us about that and how historic Tyler has been involved in the renovation of that facility.
1: So um, the Carnegie Library dates back to 1904. And if you haven't visited, I highly encourage you to. It's a beautiful building and there's just little things. I mean, the building's grand and um, there's so many architectural features that are significant, but little things like the front steps dip down in the middle from being worn from people going up in steps yeah. over the year. Now that you
0: mentioned it, I guess they do. Yeah.
1: I don't know. That just really gets my heart. It just pulls up my heartstrings. But Smith County Historical Society now offices out of the Carnegie Library. Yes. And they have a museum that's open by appointment. And Smith County Historical Society is our county's archives. And so they mm-hmm. document the history. I like to say that we're two sides of the same coin. We're the Hands and Feet of Preservation and we heavily rely on them to help us with our research. And, um, but back whenever they moved into the building, Historic Tyler helped with the renovation of the building and we've had a longstanding partnership with that organization as well.
0: All right. And it was the Tyler Public Library yes. for many years, and it's still right across the street from there. Um, a number of things. Let's talk about maybe one more thing, okay. and then I uh, we can come back to some of the other uh, things that you've done in the past. Okay. And uh, it's easy to get information on the website, too. We'll yes. remind people of that. But the, the, the Cotton Belt Depot, circa 1905, now a train museum. and <laughs> yes. uh, I must say a very picturesque and very inviting facility in its own right.
1: You know, um, that's near and dear to my heart personally. I've spent many um, weekends there with my son when he was little. He was obsessed with trains, and so we visited the train museum Uh often. But Historic Tyler, I don't know if you're familiar. I know that you're familiar, John, but I'm talking about the listeners. If they're familiar with the actual building, it is beautiful, and it's right past downtown. Historic Tyler, we helped fund the the. Their hardwood floors, their restoration of the hardwood floors inside the building, and then also the lighting and some of the exterior of the building. And what I love about the Train Depot is around the time that the Blackstone building. And the Waddell Conley Building were being restored, so uh-huh. was the train depot, and so yeah. I feel like that was a greater initiative of historic preservation in the downtown area, which I think is important. Yeah, and
0: officially, I believe that is part of downtown, and yet mm-hmm. another project that uh, Heart of Tyler Main Street was involved with as well. Just to kind of give another mm-hmm. shout out to them, um, uh, let me quickly run through some of the other things that you've done. We'll try and get into them in more detail a little later in the show if we have time, but uh, the path building on front street yeah. formerly the powell building you've been involved with that several national historical districts the brick street district donny Brook duplex residential district east ferguson residential national district Shortline residential national district and even the azalea district yes. which i believe you gave a formal name to we did after it had been unofficially known as the azalea district for years so just a thumbnail of some of the different projects that historic tyler has played a key roll in but now we move on to how you the listener can get involved and we move to the um, category of fundraising and first and foremost membership anybody can be a member of historic tyler
1: that's right and so our membership is essentially the voice of our organization and so there's not a lot of obligation um, our memberships are very affordable. They range from $50 to $1,000. And essentially, your membership dues help fund our preservation projects. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said earlier in the show, we have volunteer opportunities based for our members based on what projects we're currently involved in. It just depends on what rolls across my desk. But along with our membership, we have you know newsletters of what we're doing we have social events um and then we do have opportunities when they arise for actual historic preservation work
0: and historic Tyler on tour uh, (laughs) under the category of fundraising very prominent we usually try and catch you if we can right before then on this show so you can help promote that the timing didn't quite work out this year but of course that's part of azalea trails looks like you had um, you know after uh, battling COVID like everybody else had to you had another successful year this past April and already planning for April of
1: 2023 you know historic Tyler on tour is a year-round event as far as planning is concerned but last year we were just blown away by community support we had um, a banner year as one of our top fundraising years in the past decade which was so important after coming off of the past couple of years everyone's aware you know of covid and all of that so we were pleased and just overwhelmed with the community support um this year we're already have all the houses um nailed down there's one except for one we have one pending And um, the dates are going to be April 1st and 2nd this Uh year. And, you know, Historic Tyler on Tour is our main fundraiser. But beyond that, it is a chance for you to get inside some of these historic homes and see how these properties are still relevant today and being utilized, you know, by families they're all privately owned or majority of the time they're probably owned yeah. residences and so um our homeowners are extremely gracious to allow us in their home
0: yeah and of course that is your big fundraiser and we want to point that out again as well ashley washman historic tyler our guest this morning on in focus i'm john sims and um contact information historictyler.org, nine zero three five nine five nineteen sixty 903-595-1960 for the phone callers and you have the office on east charnwood street yes. just off broadway and uh we mentioned social media we'll specify that now Facebook and Instagram is what we're looking at as yes. far as social media are concerned under um fundraising membership and uh, that general category I know you also wanted to mention that you have a big membership drive coming up in August
1: I am so glad you mentioned that um yes so we have moved to a yearly membership drive and that is this um mid-August through the end of September and so our goal is just to raise awareness for historic Tyler for preservation and then get all of our members at that one time and then kick off our year running our fiscal year starts October 1 and so that's you know, kind of when we determine our projects for the year and what we're going to accomplish the following year.
0: Okay, what can people be looking at? Uh, uh, maybe uh, just publicity, Correct. knocking on doors. Just how do how do you get the word out and let people know? <laughs> we're you... not knocking on
1: doors. Well, you know, you, you wouldn't be the first. But if,
0: if that's not part of your M.O., just forget I said it. I'm sorry.
1: No, um, definitely social media. We're going to send out flyers and uh-huh. then the event or the membership drive kind of culminates with our annual meeting, which will be September 22nd in the lobby of the Plaza Tower. And there's Mm. hors d'oeuvres and beverages and a silent auction. And it's just kind of... um, a time to celebrate what we did last year and then look forward to what we're gonna you know on slate for the pre the next year
0: okay so definitely a couple of things to look forward to just yeah. within the next two or three months and uh you also have a coffee table book in the works tell us about that that should be really nice once it gets done
1: this has been a project that i've been working on for several several years and actually i thought of it during covid because you know majority of our education and our fundraising are event-based and so we couldn't you know get out in the community like we normally do and so the coffee table book serves um three purposes it is a form of advocacy for these historic buildings it's education and then the selling of the books is a fundraiser and it's um going to be in chronological order, each chapter is a decade. And so you open the book up and there'll be a historical context on what would have influenced building trends and designs and materials for, you know, the 1800s. And then you flip over and you'll see examples in our town of buildings from that time period. And it just There's five chapters. There's going to be about 55 houses featured. Mm -hmm. I am photographing these houses, and I plan to be done with photography at the end of the fall. All
0: righty. So do we have at least a ballpark idea of when the book might be available for sale?
1: Um, That is a million-dollar question, but my goal is the fall of 2023, so a a year from now.
0: Okay, very good. That'll be here before we know it, so let's uh, keep our eyes and ears open. Ashley Washman with Historic Tyler is our guest this morning on Info. i'm john sims again the website historictyler.org and we have a few minutes left in the show so let's just kind of go down the laundry list here you gave me a list in uh, helping me prepare for this show that uh, covers some of the things i just mentioned some of the different projects that you've been involved with and um, one that i guess i would kind of like to focus on it happens to be uh, in the neighborhood where i reside Uh and uh, uh, there was a, a big uh, when PATH actually moved into this building in 1989, it was the, one of the first stories I covered when I first came to Tyler. So, um, full disclosure here, it does have a personal relevance <laughs> for me. But um, actually, the PATH building goes back a long, long ways. Originally, the Gaffney Clinic and Hospital. And mm. uh, at that point, was it known as the Powell Building, or did that come later? I.
1: Really, it should probably do research on that. I can't say for certain the time frame of the Gaffney Clinic versus the Powell Building. I would assume it was the Gaffney Clinic first and then the Powell Building. I know that when Historic Tyler got involved with this building, it was also um, in disrepair and slated to be demolished. And Historic Tyler uh-huh. worked with the PATH Building on getting them in there and officing and utilizing the building. And um, I don't know if you've had the privilege of visiting the PATH organization but oh yes it's amazing what they do and how they do it all from that one building they serve such a great purpose in our community but speaking specifically about the architecture that building is incredibly unique and the only other building that is similar to it is actually a house that was on tour. it was a personal residence and it was on tour this past year and it was an art Moderne house and similar to art deco but the lines are horizontal versus vertical. And so it's just really interesting that Tyler has that variety of architecture in our town. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm and uh the way path serves so many people in yes. need and the way it's been in that building now for 33 years that mm-hmm. says a lot right there um i am not the best page flipper in the world and i just <laughs> noticed in my notes that there are a lot of things we haven't talked about no. i'm going to run through some of them okay. really quickly here unfortunately you and i could sit here and talk for another half hour <laughs> easily the pollard farm nomination which is uh, the area off troop highway we've talked mm-hmm. about that in the past that's still in the works trying to make a national district out of that um the uh is it the riviere house is that
1: revere house, revere
0: house? Uh, mm-hmm. okay the goodman legrand house and museum you kicked off the exterior restoration campaign for this significant house and that is just really one of the historic icons of tyler yes. in general downtown tyler in particular um i believe we mentioned your probably all of your uh, national historical districts at some point in the show azalea charnwood um brick street donny brook duplex east ferguson short line the list goes on from there
1: Can I just interject really fast? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the city of Tyler just received um, confirmation that the downtown is now a National Historic District. Wow. And so that's a big deal. Congratulations to the city for working Uh, on that project.
0: Okay, great. Well, that's a big item. I'm glad we were able to get that worked in. But unfortunately, we're just about out of time. And let me quickly review. We've been talking to Mm -hmm. Ashley Washman, executive director of Historic Tyler. And uh, I guess the keynote topic of the day, although there have been a number of sub keynote topics, would be the Mayfair building. Keep your Mm -hmm. eyes open for that on the East Texas State Fairgrounds as that whole area gets renovated Mm -hmm. and revitalized. But Ashley, we are out of time. Thanks so much for visiting with us. Keep doing the good work. And I know you'll keep us posted on what you're up to.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: You bet. Ashley Washman, Historic Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. Always great to have you. I'm John Sims. Hey, thank you for joining us, and as always, we'll see you again next week on In Focus.